everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey guys, I'm so excited for tonight's broadcast of Adventures in the Spirit. This is the podcast, Adventures in the Spirit, with Jared Lasky live streaming. And uh, it's going to be an incredible evening, equipping and empowering you for spending time and in intimacy in the presence of Jesus. Guys, please feel free to share this and subscribe, rate, and review the Adventures in the Spirit podcast. This is currently live streaming on multiple Facebook platforms, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, TV, uh, telling people how much Jesus loves them. And before I introduce our very special guest tonight, I've got a very special offer for you from CharismaCourses.com. That's at www.CharismaCourses.com, the fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course. So check this out. You want to walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Do you want signs and wonders to take place through you? Do you want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover or people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Are you looking for a game-changing move of God? I believe that it begins with our fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And I'm developing the Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course I know will equip you and empower you to walk in the love and grace and power of the Holy Spirit, but at the same time, know Him better. I believe that this e-course will equip you and empower you to walk in the power of God, and it will benefit your church community, it will bless you and your small group. I am Jared Lasky of Fireborn Ministries. And that was the Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course that we released for you to draw near to Him, and that's available on CharismaCourses.com. But guys, thank you so much for joining in and sharing this broadcast of Adventures in the Spirit. I'm so excited to have Jake Kale who is a teacher, author, and speaker who is passionate about the presence of God. He's written multiple books, and he teaches the Word of God with authority, compassion, and Holy Spirit power with demonstration. People are healed and set free from demonic oppression, 
and he has a podcast called Keys for Deliverance with Jake Kale. Welcome, Jake, to Adventures in the Spirit. Hey, Jared. Thanks so much for having me on here. Hey, man, it's our pleasure. I'm glad that we're connecting here, and I'm thankful for the ministry that God has for you as we were just uh, just a few minutes ago chatting away. But, but Jake, in what ways does God speak to you? Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes when we hear that term or that concept of God speaking, we think that it has to be like, you know, a sound or an actual word. And really the fact is, you know, God, he speaks in many ways. I mean, he, he communicates. And so some seasons it's been through dreams where, where the Lord has spoke to me through dreams. Some season it's been through, you know, the gifts of the spirit or, you know, the prophetic. Obviously, there's always the scripture, which is the most foundational way that we should always be feeding from the word. Nothing God says or speaks or communicates is going to contradict his his written word. Um, it doesn't replace his word, but um, sometimes it's subtle. It's it's impressions. It's, you know, that still small voice. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's really a variety of, of ways that that, that, that the Lord has, you know, will, will speak to me and many others as well. Yeah. How old were you, if you don't mind my asking, when God first started speaking to you in dreams? Because I was about 12 or 13, but I wasn't in a church context that could identify it at that time. But I, I knew it was from God. And it took me till about 18 or 19 to discern and figure it out like this is from God and to grow and mature in that. But how old were you when you started hear, see, having those dreams? Yeah, the first dream that I would say was a real prophetic dream from the Lord was I was probably about 20 to 21 years old. And um, I didn't grow up in a church environment that believed in the supernatural gifts of the spirit. So I grew up in a great, you know, great family, great church, real strong on the word, strong on teaching. But there wasn't any real belief in the gifts of the spirit or the prophetic. And so it wasn't really part of my upbringing. I had a radical encounter with God when I was 19 years old, just changed my life dramatically, deep work of repentance, set me free from bondage to sin. And just really, I became so hungry for the things of God, just devoured scripture. And then some point in the next year or two, I began to have dreams. Specifically, I was having dreams where I was casting demons out of people. And this was so foreign for me. It wasn't part of, again, wasn't part of my church upbringing or experience, but I would have these vivid dreams where I would be casting a demon out of a person and I would wake up from the dream and I just, I knew it was from God, but I was honestly a little bit freaked out by it. I didn't, I didn't really like the idea of myself casting out a demon. I didn't really understand how that worked or, um, or, you know, believe that I could actually do that. So um, it was, yeah, early twenties when I began to have those dreams like that. Wow. That's incredible. So I was, I can identify with you. I was about 17 when through a series of circumstances, God was seriously getting a hold of my life. Uh, mm -hmm. I ended up in the hospital with the first appendix and I felt the power of the Holy Spirit for the first time and started growing. I, I, I didn't clean up my life just yet. It took a few, it, you know, I, I backslid soon afterward, got worse in some of the things I was involved in. But then Jesus, you know, um, got a hold of me completely, you know, and I, I, especially the baptism with the Holy Spirit. But I, I would love to hear what was your encounter that, that got you radically transformed? Yeah. So, you know, growing up, I, I had an understanding of the gospel from the from the sense of, you know, Jesus died on the cross. He he, you know, he, he died to forgive my sins and and give me eternal life. And I I never I never rejected that, but I didn't really live it or know what it meant to live to really live for the Lord or to know God in a personal way. And so, you know, growing up, um, just got pulled into the party lifestyle, into drinking and partying and sexual sin and things like that. And really was just kind of living this this deceived 
lifestyle where I thought I could be a Christian and just kind of live like the rest of the world. And so um, kind of lived that way through high school and then into my freshman year in college. And at the end of my freshman year, I was invited to a um, retreat with a campus ministry. And that's where I really began to experience the conviction of the Holy Spirit, where the Lord really began to open my eyes up to the reality of, of sin and just the conviction of sin, the choices I was making, and that I really couldn't call myself a Christian and just keep walking down this path. It was like my eyes were opened up to the fact that I was kind of living this double life. And so I really wrestled with it for a couple of days. I mean, just wrestling through it and just counting the cost and just there was a spiritual battle going on and finally came to a point of true surrender deep repentance. I, I talked to one of the leaders there and I just began to confess my sin. I just began, I was weeping, just pouring out my heart to God, confessing sin. And in that encounter, I always say three things happened. One was I felt the love of God come in, just the powerful experience of the love of God just coming in. But it was also a real deep repentance, which is the second thing. I mean, it was a godly sorrow and that depth of deep repentance that happened. And the third thing was freedom. I mean, I was radically set free. There are sins, you know, uh, sexual sins and drunkenness and pornography that just, they were literally broken from my life. Never had been a problem ever since, since that time. And so, I mean, that just, it changed my life so dramatically. I was so hungry for God. I went home and I read the Bible in three weeks. I could not put it down, just began to devour the scripture nonstop. And it just set my life on a whole different, different course. That is so good. So um, I, I listened to one of your teachings about discerning spirits, and I, I think I'd even seen you post that that was trending. How do you discern spirits and tell the difference between spirits? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, d- discerning of spirits is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and it's uh, it can function in different ways. And so I know some people will see. I personally have not uh, seen like with my eyes, like a a demonic spirit, I will often, it'll come to me more as impressions, like strong impressions. Sometimes it's in the course of a ministry setting where I'm already, I might be praying for somebody and I'll get this impression about a type of spirit, like spirit Mm -hmm. of fear or a spirit of um, infirmity or something along those lines. It'll come as a, an impression. And through the course of time, as I've stepped out to speak that out or to share that, I've begun to see that it's actually the Lord speaking. It's, it's accurate. Um, and so often for me, it'll come as, uh, senses, impressions, um, along those lines. Uh, I love it. And then how did God lead you into deliverance ministry? You already uh, mentioned some of it about a dream, but how did God lead you into the, the current ministry of deliverance that you have now? Yeah. Yeah. So I had that dream. I mean, there, there was one specific dream and then there was a couple others after, and I knew God was trying to get my attention. I just didn't know why or how. And um, so from that, I just I was hungry. I was just, you know, devouring the Gospels and the scriptures. And I came across a couple of books that were very instrumental that really gave me a foundational teaching on deliverance. And so one was from John Wimber called Power Healing and one was from Derek Prince called uh, They Show Expel Demons. When I read especially the Derek Prince book, it just like opened my eyes up completely to this whole new understanding because I had all these misconceptions about what deliverance was. And I believed evil spirits were real because they're in the Bible, but I just didn't understand how relevant it could be to our, to our lives and to, to believers. So when I read that teaching, that was like, it just, it gave me the, the biblical foundations and understanding I needed to really begin to step out. And from there, God began to bring people that they would share their story. They would share about, you know, a, a bondage or a torment or, 
uh, or an oppression that they were under. And now I had a new lens to see those kind of circumstances where I could see, man, maybe there's a spiritual component. And so I began to just to ask them if they'd be open for me to begin praying for them. And um, I'll never forget the first time I, I cast out demons if, out of someone. I was, you know, just young in the Lord and just new to all this stuff. And all I had was this book by Derek Prince, but the guy was open and I began to lead him through a prayer and he begins to have manifestations. He begins to shake. He begins to fall over and just these demons start coming to the surface. And I just, you know, the Lord gave me the, the boldness and the direction to begin to call them out. And so that was the beginning. It was about 15 years ago. And ever since that time, uh, whatever setting my wife and I have been in, um, God will use us in the area of deliverance, whether it was youth ministry or um, you know being a teacher at a Christian school and in, in different roles. I was an associate pastor and I've been a lead pastor for the past four years, but God just uses us in that area. Um, so I do a lot of teaching on it now as well. So often I'll do it in a, in a corporate setting in a, you know, a conference or a church service. Um, and I'll lead whole groups of people at, at once through a corporate deliverance time and have some personal ministry as well. But um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a journey. It just continues to be, to be a journey. I'm very intrigued. You mentioned corporate so, I mean, I've done uh, quite a bit of deliverance ministry. It's not extensive, you know, but um, like I, I know we were chatting right before going live, you know, but I was I was young. The first my, my first demon that I'd encountered, I was 18. I was in YWAM. I was in India in a village, mm. you know, and this like there's a demon. Go deal with it. You know, like I didn't know what to do at that time. But then prophetically, uh, I could identify things and lead people in the spirit of love and the fruit of the spirit to renounce and repent. And, you know, every story, every bondage and manifestation is different. But I'm intrigued. You mentioned corporate. And I have read Derek Prince's book, mm-hmm. and, uh, They Shall Expel Demons. Uh, and great, great, great book. And I've read John Wimber's. And you're speaking my language. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you lead corporate deliverance? Yeah, so this... This is something uh, probably for the first seven or eight years in ministering deliverance. I only did it in a personal prayer ministry type setting, unless it happened spontaneously in a service. But then about probably six, seven years ago, um, I had the thought to try to do a in a meeting setting. And so I started just with a home group. There's probably about 20 people in our house. And so the way I normally do it, I'll, I'll do a teaching. First, I'll just you know, give a biblical teaching on something related to deliverance. But then I'll lead a prayer. I'll lead the whole group of people. Now I've done it with 20 people. Now I've done it with hundreds, you know, 500, 600 people in a room. But um, I'll lead the whole group of people in a prayer. The prayer might involve, you know, repenting of things or forgiving people or renouncing any occultic involvement, just kind of a prayer for deliverance. I'll lead people through that prayer. And then once I'm finished with that, then I'll begin to pray over the entire group at once for a while, just as the Holy Spirit's leading me. I'll begin to call out spirits i'll begin to make commands for spirits to leave for demons to go and um and so i'll I'll stay in that vein for a while and then after that kind of settles down a little bit then we'll invite people to come forward that want to continue to receive more personal ministry but we've seen incredible things happen in those corporate settings we've seen powerful deliverances happen Um, people are often amazed at how peaceful it is you know even if there's manifestations and there's things happening in the room and you might see or hear things, but there's still a, it's 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 never a sense of chaos. There's still always a sense of God is in charge, Jesus is the Lord, and there's a sense of peace even in that context like that. So I'm a I'm a huge believer in just a healthy approach to deliverance that has compassion for the people involved, that is you know spirit led, 
Um, and, um, and it doesn't have to be chaotic. It doesn't have to be crazy. Yes, there could be manifestations. That's real. It happens. But, um, but it, it never should get out of control. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's a kind of a snapshot of how my, I might lead like a, a, a corporate deliverance setting. Well, I love what you said. God is in charge. Jesus is Lord. I love yes. that. That is so good. So here's a question. Say someone comes up to you and they, they feel like they've got a demonic bondage, something. And, and that's oftentimes people have approached me. Hey, Jared, every time I'm trying to worship the Lord, I start coughing. I start this or that. And I think they usually the Holy Spirit identifies and highlights it for them. And usually they already know it's something evil. Now, say mm-hmm. someone walks up to you and says something along those lines. What are some of the steps that you would begin to do? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when I teach, when I, when I equip people and teach people on how to minister deliverance, I, I like to say one, I say there's no formula. There's no magic formula for deliverance. Okay. So every situation, you know, we need the leading of the Holy Spirit and, and we want to listen for his voice. So I like to say that from the beginning, just intimacy with God is the foundation, yes. knowing him, being led by his spirit. Now, on top of that, I, I like to give some practical tools so that people can begin to have a track to follow. And so I, I like to teach three keys for deliverance. One is discerning the presence of evil spirits. So we have to we have to uh, to, to cast out a demon. You have to know it's there. You have to it has to be exposed. Now, in, the, in, in a situation like you described, the person themselves discerned it. They 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 knew it. They felt it. They they have experienced it. So they were coming to you. So that that was discerning. Um, But then the second step is to close any doors that may have allowed that spirit to be there. Um, And so that could be sin issues. It could be forgiveness things. It could be uh, occultic involvement or generational issues. There could be certain things that have that have made an open door, an access point. And so sometimes it's really important to to deal with those things um, while you're walking a person through deliverance. And then the third step is to actually cast out the demon. And when we're doing deliverance, it's not so much intercession. Like we're not so much petitioning the father saying, oh, God, please set this person free. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to a deliverance setting, you're actually making commands to the demon. You're commanding the spirit itself to come out in the name of Jesus. And that's how Jesus did it. He made commands. That's how the early church did it. You can see examples um, of how they did it as well. So those are some basic keys, you know, discerning the presence of evil spirits, closing any doors that need to be there, and then commanding the demon in the name of Jesus to, to leave the person, to come out of the person. That is so good. I love just how you are able to just practically break it down. This is what the Bible shows. This is how we do it. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you, we've already been hitting on it right now about equipping people and training people. Um, you do seminars, uh, I believe, you know, you, yeah. you speak publicly at different places. So in, in what other ways do you train and equip people in deliverance and how to cast out demons? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the, the best case scenario is when you can have a multifaceted approach. And this could apply to any type of equipping, prophetic or evangelism or healing, deliverance. You know, Jesus equipped people in a multifaceted way with his disciples. I and mean, he had a relationship with them. There was instruction, right? So there was teaching, but then there was also demonstration. He would model it. He would model it for them. Then he would impart to them and then he would let them do it. So in, a, in, a, in an ideal scenario, 
I would, I would, I would love for a person that was wanting to grow in deliverance to be able to spend time with me to get, you know, to, to, to build a relationship. But then in that context, you know, be, be in a setting, you know, maybe join me for some time from first some ministry times, whether it's a group setting, personal setting, just come along as to, to kind of assist that way you can watch, you can, you can observe without feeling the weight of the actual ministry session. So I like to make uh, room for people to be able to observe and watch. Um, and then I, you know, I like to give instruction and teaching, but then over time as they're growing and learning, then I kind of let them step in, let them lead a meeting and I'm there to assist. Love and it. so that way I'm still there as a presence, but then they're stepping out. They're the one actually leading the meeting, but then they also know that I'm there to help assist if they if they get into a situation that they're not familiar with, or they feel, you know, they need help. Um, so I like to walk people through a process like that. And people, you know, at first can be so nervous about this topic because, um, again, in the Western culture, it might not be something people are familiar with. Like you mentioned going to India, where it's much more the spiritual realm is so much more accepted and just out in the open. Whereas in the Western culture, we tend to diminish um, that um, in our culture. So people can be freaked out about it. But I like to take away the confusion, the fear, the stigma and just allow people to see that, no, this is actually normal. This is a normal part of what Jesus did. It's a normal part of how he equipped his followers. Um, it was basic training. And so I like to make it very normal and just um, so it's relational, but it's multifaceted when it comes to empowering people and equipping people to, to step out. Yeah, that was so good. I mean, that's that's the model that Jesus showed. He uh, and, and I've I've heard this from other places where Jesus was like, I do. You watch. And then in time. Mm-hmm you do, I'll watch. And now in time you go. Yeah. You know, I love yeah. that. That's great. That's a great, that's exciting. This is adventures in the spirit podcast. And we love to hear true stories of healings, miracles, signs, wonders of deliverances. So what are some incredible things that you've seen God do through you? You mentioned some things about d- just deliverance and things, but can you share some stories, maybe something that was pretty more recent even? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, lots of stories, lots of testimonies of, um, of, of deliverance, healing, things like that. Um, you know, one of the ones that's coming to, uh, to my mind right now was actually it was at a water baptism. Um, so it was a, it was a deli- it was a very powerful deliverance that happened right in the context of a water baptism. Now, the uh, the woman that received deliverance, she actually was a former Muslim. So she'd grown up in a Muslim family, actually from a, from a different country. She had moved here. And through a series of events, she had given her life to the Lord. God actually had revealed, Jesus had revealed himself to her in a dream and a vision. And um, she had given her life to Christ. She wanted to be baptized. So she was at our water baptism. I didn't know much about her background at all. But God had given, the Holy Spirit had showed me that there was going to be deliverance that happened um, at this water baptism. And so I just, I shared a quick message um, and then I was leading people to who were getting baptized to pray. And I saw this woman, she began to cry and, and she, she, she was no longer able to verbalize the prayer. I was just leading people through a basic prayer of just confessing Jesus is Lord, all that. And so I knew there was some sort of demonic resistance happening. She stepped into the water for baptism. I began to pray over her and break the power of the enemy. She begins to shake. Um, and she lets out this long shriek. She throws her hand in the air and lets out this long shriek, uh, and this demon just goes from her. And as soon as it happens, I just baptize, I just put her in the water, baptize her, pulled her up. Um, so she tells me the story afterwards. I said, you know, what was, how, how are you? What was going on? She said, 
from the time she was young, I think a teenager, she, she was tormented by this demon. This, this demonic yeah. spirit would come, would oppress her, would torment her. Nothing would help her. Her parents tried to take her to an imam or different you know, things to help. Nothing would help. And when, she, when, when, when I was leading the group through that prayer, she was hearing the voice of this demon saying, what are you doing here? Get out of here. Don't do this. Go back to Islam. You're going to go to hell if you do this. This demon was, tor- was trying to keep her from following through with this water baptism. She was fighting it, resisting it. And then when she got in the water, um, she, she felt it. When I made the command for it to go, she felt it coming up and leaving her. As she was screaming, it was leaving out of her throat. Yes. Um, and, it, and it left her in that, in that moment. And um, so, yeah, that was, a, that was a, a story of like an oppressive, tormenting spirit. Um, yeah. That's so good. I've also seen, I've also seen things with uh, people getting set free from like bondage to sin, like pornography yeah. or, or addictions or things like yeah, that. Yeah, go well. for it, man. Go for it. I would love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Um, I was speaking at a men's retreat and uh, there was a guy that was there and there's was, there was probably about 20 guys there in the, at this, this small retreat. And the focus was on purity, walking in, walking in sexual purity. And um, so I did a message on repentance and deliverance and how they, how they go together um, and how, you know, we need to, if, if we want to be free from sin, there's got to be a, you know, a, a turning, a, a true repentance. But then sometimes people can't get free because they're in bondage where their heart is really turned to God. They really want to be free, but there's actually a demonic spirit there that's keeping them in bondage. I shared this and I I connected it to sexual purity. And then I was leading this group of men in a prayer for deliverance. And then I began to lay hands and pray. And there was one young man I prayed for, laid hands on him. And I just, you know, by the spirit started praying and I commanded a spirit of lust, spirit of pornography to come out. And he, 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 the way he told it to me, was like, he felt like he got punched in the stomach. It was like, he kind of like doubled over and, and, and then something he felt these spirits he felt them leaving him. Um, and so he had been, he had been enslaved and addicted to pornography for over 10 years. And when that deliverance happened, he was set free. He was set free from that day forward. Um, he actually came back to testify a year later. He came back to that same retreat and shared his story about how he had been set free, um, from that time. And it was no longer an addiction, a problem in his life. So. That is so awesome. I love, I love it. I love it. I know I could probably just sit here and just listen to stories the whole time, but um, we we love to activate people, mm-hmm. equipping and empowering people through this live stream, through the podcast. So I would love for you to tell us or teach us how to cast out demons. If, if we encounter a demon, how would we, if we've never done it before, what should we do? Yeah. Yeah, well, first, it's it's so key to be rooted in our, our identity in Christ. Yes. To know to know Christ in us, to know our position. You know, when the disciples came back and Jesus had sent them out the seventy, they came back said and they said, "Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name." And he said, "Yeah, that, you know, that's great. You know, don't don't rejoice over that. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven." And so, knowing our position as sons of of God. Um, and then knowing that demons are subject to us in the name of Jesus, having confidence in that is so, so key. But um, yeah, when it comes to leading people through deliverance, I like to use James 4, I think it's verse 8, where it says, submit yourselves to God, yeah. resist the devil, and he'll flee. I kind of like to use that as just a very short uh, version of a prayer for deliverance. So when I'm leading, a, so 
Um, you know, you, so you, you lead the person to, into those two areas you know, submit yourselves to God. That's that closing of the door. That's that, you know, leading them to just, you know, making sure that Jesus is Lord of their life and that there's, you know, if there's forgiveness issues, they're, they're, they're off, they're, they're releasing forgiveness. If they've dabbled in the occult, they're renouncing that. So that's that submitting to God part. And then the resisting the devil, that word resist is an active word. It means to actively stand against. And so, um, so you, again, train and equip people to walk in that confidence in Christ to be able to speak to a demon and command it to come out in the name of Jesus. Um, and so I would, I would use that as a starting point that James 4, 8, just the, the, with those steps, I talked about those kind of three keys before, but then really learning how to be led by the Holy Spirit then in those moments. So for example, if you're leading someone in a prayer for deliverance and you kind of get to a standstill where, where it seems, it seems like nothing's leaving. It's like, okay, it's manifesting or something's there, but it's not leaving. Our natural tendency might be to get louder or yell more or get emotionally involved. And that's the, actually the last thing you want to do. You want to yeah. uh, teach people to be at peace, stay in a posture of peace. And in those moments, ask the Holy spirit for direction, ask the Holy spirit to show you what's going on. Is there something hindering this? Is there a key that he wants to show you? Is there a word of knowledge? He might show you something. He might show the person receiving ministry something. Um, but, but trust in that confidence in Christ. Stand in that position um, and know that when it comes to spiritual warfare and deliverance, we are fighting from a position of victory. Yes. From, from the victory. It's Jesus already paid the price for this yeah. on the cross and in his resurrection. And we are enforcing what he's already paid for. So we are enforcing the finished work of Christ. So, um, I mean, that's a real quick kind of answer, but just some, some little pointers. I would yeah. give that, is so good. that is so good. And, and my wife actually came in, my wife, Rochelle, uh, and she, she had a question, even if you've seen God do deliverance through technology, I, I mean, I've seen healings through praying over zoom and, you know, different things, even people receiving the baptism of the Holy spirit on some of these live streams and, and it might yeah. work even, but can you share a story? Cause my wife asked about yeah, absolutely. through technology. Yep. 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 I mean, I've seen, um, uh, I've, I've seen it happen through Facebook lives where um, um, a couple of years ago, or maybe a year or two ago, I was doing a bunch of a series of Facebook lives on the topic of deliverance. And at the end, I would always do a little short prayer for deliverance. And I would start to get testimonies come in. One time I did a, um, a, a, a teaching on breaking the power of destructive words where people have spoken word, you know, they've, they've received uh, verbal abuse, word curses, slander, and it can release a demonic assignment, you know, in, to a person. And at the end, I led a prayer to break the power of those destructive words to cast out any lying spirits or spirits related to those curses. And um, after that was done, I got multiple people reached out that they had something leave them. Yes. Um, some, some of my favorites are when it's actually on a recording, like on a sermon. So um, on a sermon, um, you know, at the end, they'll hear that prayer for deliverance. I had a guy um, who had Freemasonry in his background, and I did a message on breaking generational curses. And as he was driving down the car, this is a, in a different state. Somebody just gave him this message, um, this um, link to it. And as he's driving in the car, listening to me teaching, he begins to have a demonic manifestation. And as I'm leading the prayer for deliverance, he's driving his car and he has demons coming out of him while, while in the car. Um, 
And so even through books, I've had people, yeah. you know, they've been re- they were reading one of my books and demon, you know, d- demons started to come yeah. to the surface and they went to the prayer and prayed through. So yeah, God can work through all kinds of ways. You know, he used Paul's handkerchief, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and so, you know, God, God will work through technology, God will work through, you know, whatever, however God leads you. So definitely, yeah. definitely seeing God do it through, through those types of ways. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate everything, man. This is amazing what God's doing through you. I'd like us to, so just one final thing, an application for us. So you've kind of trained us how if we encounter a demon, what to do. But could you lead us in an application? If anybody who is watching now, watching later or listening later on the podcast, if they're they're needing freedom, can you lead them in? Uh, breaking that and, and being set free in Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I mean, I could just I could just lead a prayer right now yeah. to, that they could walk through. So, yeah. So if that's if that's you, if you need freedom, I just want to encourage you: turn your heart to the Lord. The Bible says, "Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be delivered." And just to approach Him that way, I'm just going to lead out in a short version, a short prayer, and I just encourage you to pray along. And do it from the heart. It's not about the formula. Let your heart connect with God in this. Just pray this out. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I acknowledge you as the one true living God. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe that you came in the flesh, that you died on the cross and you rose from the dead. I submit myself to you, God. I want every area of my life to agree with your word. God, I turn away from sin. And if you're praying along, you can just take time to repent. Um, You can can do that. Um, You can can forgive right now. Lord, I choose to forgive people that have hurt me, that have sinned against me. If there's people that you're holding unforgiveness against, you can begin to release those people. You can begin to forgive those people. doesn't mean it was okay or minimize what they did. You can forgive those people and release them to the Lord. God, I turn to you. I look to you. I renounce God, every demonic spirit. Just now begin to renounce. Just say this, say, Lord Jesus, I renounce every spirit that comes from the kingdom of darkness. And I declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is my Lord. And by the authority of Jesus' name, just say this after me, by the authority of Jesus' name, I command every unclean spirit that has any influence in my life to come out right now in Jesus' name. Now, I'm just going to pray for you just for 30 more seconds or a minute. I'm just going to pray over you. Father, I bless every person watching this. Lord, let the power of the Holy Spirit come upon each of them right now. God, let that anointing that breaks the yoke just begin to rest upon them. In the name of Jesus, I command every spirit of heaviness, to come out, to lift off right now, that spirit of oppression, that spirit that is oppressing you, I command it to come out right now. Right now, in a sense, people are getting set free from depression, oppression, that just that dark cloud, that confusion. I command a spirit of confusion to go in Jesus' name. I rebuke the spirit of fear, where there's been controlling fear, crippling fear, anxiety. I command that spirit of fear Leave right now. Come out from the people right now in Jesus' name. I break the power of word curses and I command those spirits attached to those curses to go now in the name of Jesus. And God, I bless your people. I pray that you bless them, Lord. 
Let your Holy Spirit, God, fill them. Lead them into the fullness of your freedom. Lead them into the fullness of your truth, God. The fullness of your love, God. Fill their hearts with your love, with your peace, God. All the fruit of your spirit, God, with the truth of your word. Let's bless what you're doing. And I thank you. I just want one more just came to me. In the name of Jesus, I command a spirit of infirmity to go. Any spirit that's afflicting people with infirmity or pain, I command that spirit of infirmity to go out right now, to leave in Jesus' name. God, I bless your people. Let your spirit rest upon each one of them. Let your love pour into their hearts. Use this time, God, to, to minister to people, to set people free and draw people closer to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much. If you were set free tonight, if the Holy Spirit healed you, if you were if bondages broke over you, please reach out to us, whether that's Fireborn Ministries or Jake's Jake Kale's ministry. He has a podcast called Keys for Deliverance with Jake Kale. So please subscribe to that. Uh, share it with your friends. If any, if you need to be set free, listen into these biblical teachings. But Jake, if people want more information or they want to testify to what God did in them through this, what is the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, best way to contact me is my website, which is just my name. So it's jakekale.com. Kale is K-A-I-L. So yeah, www.jakekale.com. That website's kind of the hub for everything. It's got you know a bunch of articles and sermons. My podcast is on there as well. And all my books, you know, can be found on there. There's a contact page where you can also reach out or share a testimony. So that's kind of the best way right there on the website. Awesome, Jake. Thank you so much for being part of Adventures in the Spirit. This was powerful, uh, very practical, very biblical. And I just see the peace of God all over you. So this is ex exciting. Uh, and, and I appreciate you being our special guest on Adventures in the Spirit. I want to encourage everybody to subscribe to Jake's podcast. Go to jakehale.com for more information to contact him, but also subscribe to Adventures in the Spirit with Jerry Lasky on the Charisma Podcast Network. And uh, we're, we're going to be put, producing more content just like this. Jake, we're going to do this in the near future, bro. It's going to be awesome. So thank you for being on Adventures in the Spirit. Yeah, thanks so much, Jared. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been great. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. The Is It Morning Yet? Deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba.